This episode contains descriptions of assault, sexual violence, and thoughts of self-harm. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified, the update episodes. There is a brand new season of Verified coming on October 19th. It's called Verified Dust Up. But before we unfold that story, there's some unfinished business from season one. Since we released Verified, we've been absolutely floored by the response from you. We've gotten so much positive feedback. We've heard from thousands of you. So I want to say thank you on behalf of the reporters from Earpie, the production team, and the brave women of our story. Many of them have told us that having their story heard by listeners from around the world has given them so much strength and validation. And we were also so moved by some of the personal stories you all shared with us, some very similar to the ones you heard in the podcast. Difficult stories of abuse by people you trusted, like family members, bosses, mentors, and police officers. We heard from one woman, now in her 60s, who told us that she was assaulted by her host while traveling abroad as a young woman in her 20s. She said she had never told anyone about what happened to her. After hearing Verified, she decided she was finally ready to share her painful secret. We also heard from a journalist who was assaulted on two separate occasions, once by an old professor and another time by a colleague of hers. She told us how traumatic it's been for her and how discouraging it was when the police mishandled her case. She said after hearing Verified, she wants to go back to the police and share the podcast with them. And finally, there was a woman who wrote to us that she was date-raped. It was her first time having sex, and it took her decades to seek counseling. She told us how she was rooting for the women in each episode to get justice. These are just a few of the stories that you all shared. We know it's not easy to relive these memories, and it was important for us to create a safe space for you to do so. We also know Verified can be triggering. So throughout the podcast, we've encouraged people to reach out to support groups for survivors, like RAIN. If you need to speak to a professional, you can call them at 1-800-656-HOPE or visit them online at R-A-I-N-N. Rain with two ends.org. These kinds of organizations can be really helpful and have been great resources to some of the women of our story for healing and recovery. Which brings us to why we're here today. A lot of you have been asking about the women and how they're doing now, so we asked them to send us some voice notes. And they wanted to talk about a lot of things, like how they felt about Dino's conviction and what justice really means. So in these next few episodes, we're going to turn over the mic and let you hear from them in their own words. We'll start with Eileen, who was one of the first women to join Maria's private Facebook group to bring Dino to justice and who testified against him. She reflects on Dino's conviction 
and talks about the limits of the justice system to make survivors whole again. She makes the case for something called restorative justice. My name is Eileen, and I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada. The conviction of Maglio means a lot of different things to me. First, the conviction was finally solid proof to me that myself, my best friend, and the 13 other women were finally believed. The conviction showed me how intensely hard it is to fight the justice system, especially when it comes to an international case. The fact that my friend and I reported this in Europe, and I reported it with the Winnipeg police who did nothing for me, I'm still in shock that Maglio was finally convicted. My friend I was traveling with at the time and I reported the drugging and sexual assault in Austria after we fled from Italy. The Austrian police basically treated us like a joke. They put the blame on us and asked us why we would be couch surfing in the first place. They basically thought we were overreacting and told us they couldn't do anything for us since the crime happened in Italy and neither of us were Austrian citizens. The Winnipeg police recorded and questioned me, making me relive my trauma, only to tell me there was basically nothing they could do since it was an international case and too hard. My stomach still turns when I think of reporting what had happened on Maglio's couch surfing profile. He instantly threatened me to take it down. It makes me sick to think how fast several other women started contacting me, telling me the same thing happened to them. Maria sought out the amazing Italian organization that specializes in investigative journalism, IRPI. To have your own lawyer represent you, it costs a fortune. And that is why I believe Maria, Kate, and IRPI saved my life. The conviction also taught me how stigma is very real and how it is toxically existing in our society today. How it's actually very common for others to immediately question you and place judgment, which only further pushes back the journey to recovery and further isolates those who have been harmed. It means to me that we need to start talking about issues like these more openly and more honestly. Lastly, the conviction means to me that justice is defined in our legal system as punishment for the perpetrator, which needs to happen, but what about restorative justice? Restorative justice is for those who have been harmed. Restorative justice supports the victim in what they need to recover. It would provide me with easy access to supports during the initial shock stage, where I know that what had happened was wrong and that I can get help for what I will have to face. It would easily walk me through the reporting stage. It would guide me to the right authoritative powers. It would provide me with the accessibility for free treatment of PTSD. It would provide me with a psychologist, psychiatrist, and doctor, and it would allow me to get my antidepressants, anti-anxiety, mood stabilizers, and sleeping pills for free that I am now taking for the trauma Maglio forced upon me. It would help me financially for all the expenses I had to cover while going through this nightmare, instead of making me deal with something I shouldn't have to be dealing with because another human robbed me of my rights. To me, that would mean a lot more justice. Restorative justice would help those who have been harmed. Only punitive 
justice can result in Maglio being sentenced to years in jail in which he may be freed again, and he will be given a second chance to life. But what about my second chance? What about my life before the trauma completely crushed my world? Restorative justice would be more aligned in trying to support my second chance, and that's why I believe that both punitive and restorative justice need to be implemented in our legal systems. If I could say anything to Maglio, I do not believe I would want to, at least not at this point of time. I feel like he is completely incapable of remorse, empathy, and actual understanding of what he did and why it was so severely wrong. I don't think I could properly explain the pain inflicted upon me as well as on my loved ones that he caused nearly seven years ago now and that I still face till this day because of what this monster has done. If I could say anything to the world at this moment, I'd like to ask those listening to please listen to this podcast, not just for the indulgence of true crime content, but to listen to it and learn from what we are saying and from our story. Please do not view this as another quote-unquote tragedy that hits breaking news over the course of a couple weeks and is later forgotten. Please listen to this and understand we are real people, that these things happen all the time, and it is sickeningly common for monsters like Maglio to commit such crimes, which most of the time they actually end up getting away with. Please listen to this and understand what is wrong with the justice systems all over the world and how we must pressure the policymakers and world leaders to keep our communities safer and to help us win fights like these. Please listen to this and understand the difference between punitive and restorative justice and how societies really need to implement both. And to the leaders of the world out there who might be listening, who are you really fighting for? If I were your daughter or to the women, if you were me, I'm sure things would pan out completely different. I'm sure you take this complete violation of a human right that you so-called stand for and treat it differently. So listen to our story and know that it is very real and we are still suffering. And by suffering, I mean living with PTSD every day, living in a hell with flashbacks and nightmares of the drugging and rape, living on edge by the triggering touch from a hand somewhere our body remembers it being touched with such force that it brings disgusting butterflies to our stomachs once more. I'm mentally ill from what Maglio has done to me, my best friend, and the other girls. And by ill, I mean being hospitalized for suicidal ideation and paranoia. Our parents, brothers, sisters, grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, friends, boyfriends, and girlfriends now have a distorted view of the world because of Maglio. Some even have a distorted view on us. I have painfully felt the weak stares others give me when they find out what has happened. The dirtiness I once felt for years of my life, the impact it had on my intimate relationships, and the impact it had on my own self-compassion and self-esteem. To think within years this man will be released and will be given a second chance to life is unbearable. Because all of us, All of those who have been victimized, we will still be fighting to create that life for ourselves. The one where life isn't so hard after the rape.
has not come easy for Eileen. But one way that she has been able to move forward is by speaking out about trauma and mental health on her YouTube channel. She's also teamed up with Kate, the woman from Montana who shared her search for justice throughout the podcast. Kate has used this experience as a catalyst for her art, her writing, and to come up with ways to empower survivors. Hi, everyone. This is Kate. Certainly after returning from Italy last summer when the verdict was released, it was really hard to come back to quote-unquote normal life. Experiencing that verdict was for me the start of a new path in my life where I realized how much power we as survivors do have, we as women do have. And that realization came back with me from Italy and it has lingered ever since and manifested really in a lot of different ways. So for one thing, I have finished the third draft of my memoir, which details this experience from a lot of different perspectives. I feel that there's so much more to this than just the legal aspect. Certainly the legal aspect was a huge triumph, but I've also wanted to document the various aspects of what it was like to linger in silence for so long and to experience this pivotal time in my life. The, the wounds are still there. That's something that I just want to clarify. And I think that a lot of my sisters in this case might feel the same way in conversations that we've had is that the healing journey from this is still ongoing. And certainly a verdict is only part of that. And I recognize that uh, that's, that's where my work lies is that once the verdict happens, there's still a lot of personal healing that gets to happen. But I firmly believe that that healing comes from sharing sharing this story. So I know for one that I'm going to be committed for the rest of my life to sharing this story, but also encouraging other survivors to share theirs. The story doesn't stop here. I think that's something that I have known for a really long time, that for a lot of survivors, justice isn't just about a verdict. Yes, it's incredible. But this case reveals that there is still so much work to be done to ensure that this doesn't happen to anybody else, to ensure that there's dialogue about what it's like to travel in a culture that has a lot of changes to be made when it comes to the sharing economy and women's rights and what it means to be a women traveler. Uh, So Eileen and I have decided to launch an initiative called Women International, which will strive to ensure that this doesn't happen again. And certainly that's an ambitious aim, but we're currently collaborating to create a program that will first and foremost, create a dialogue about the violence that women travelers face abroad uh, in study abroad departments, um, in communities, in our our respective local communities. And then second of all, find ways to both prevent and mitigate cases like this, whether that means finding financial resources to help women pursue justice, um, because the financial aspect of this case was really quite a burden for many of us and was quite tricky given the fact that the crime happened on Italian soil and all of us are from different nationalities. So I'm really excited to see where that initiative goes. 
this is only the beginning and we're very excited to see what we can do to ensure that the international community of women travelers remain safe and empowered as they continue to wander the world. I also want to share some words specifically to fellow survivors. And I just want to remind you that I understand you might feel entirely alone. I certainly did for a very long time and still in some ways do. But I want to remind you that you aren't alone. And most importantly, you have a voice. I care about your story. We all care about your story. And you have the power to turn that story into change, to let it just be one stitch in the beautiful fabric of your life um, and not let it be something that holds you back from being you. Thank you. Kate and Eileen have become advocates, and through their organization, they hope to provide resources for women travelers to stay safe. They both speak regularly about their experience of being survivors. For both of them, speaking out and telling your story is an important part of healing. So to that end, you can still continue to share your stories with us. If you want to talk, Reach out to us on social media at Verified Pod on Instagram and Facebook, or you can get in touch with us at Verified at Stitcher.com. And for all of you who've already shared your stories, know that we're so grateful for you trusting us. Collectively, by speaking out and by listening to each other, survivors can start to change the way they're treated and put an end to sexual violence. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll hear from more of the women and the reporters to get the latest on Dino Maglio, the status of his appeal, and why he's been back in and out of jail since his conviction. I'm Natasha Del Toro, and this is Verified. Verified.